warning that I've received, you may take it with how many, however many grains of salt you wish, that the brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good. Uh, it's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's your own trip, so be my guest. But uh, please be advised that there is a warning on that one, okay? CGEM 99.1 FM, keeping your radio in a constant state of redefinition and now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. On June 21st, Detroit will join over 700 cities worldwide for Make Music Day, the world's largest global music event. The first annual Make Music Detroit will take place at multiple venues and will feature over 70 musical performances. This free festival is open to people of all ages and will feature a range of genres from jazz to folk, experimental to soul, and beyond. Make Music Detroit is more than a festival. It is an ongoing movement to promote better social and academic engagement. Visit makemusicdetroit.org for a complete schedule and venue details. Make Music Detroit is proudly sponsored by CJAM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. What up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to C-Jam Radio, 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're listening to the second edition of Wind City Sports. My name is Drake. We survived the pilot episode, so I must have been doing something, right? I want to start off the program today by doing what a lot of people and organizations have been doing all week and saying rest in peace to Muhammad Ali. The guy was a true legend, larger than life. Like He impacted so many lives in sports and organizations. I can go on forever about him, but I just wanted to give him a quick shout-out. I, I really liked how uh, a lot of organizations, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the WWE and UFC did a, uh, great packages for him in memory of his life, and even the NHL. I like it how like, uh, sports that necessarily didn't relate to the, to the world that he was in were, uh, sorry, were honoring him because he was so influential and impacted so many people. I also want to say rest in peace to Kimbo Slice, uh, that was very unexpected. He was young, 42 years old, died of heart failure this week. So rest in peace to those two. And we're going to get on with the show today. We have Windsor Express head coach Bill Jones. I did an interview with him earlier this week. He's a great guy, very down-to-earth and humble. We talk his career. He used to play in the NBA. We talk his coaching career and just the Windsor basketball scene 
in general. I like to use this program to talk to athletes, coaches, for the community to get to know them a little bit better. So after the interview, I'm going to run down some news, upcoming events, and announce next week's guest, who I think a lot of fans will like. A lot of uh, hockey fans, specifically Winter Spitfire fans, will like who I got on next week. And I'm going to run down a few people that hopefully will be joining us in the future. So for now, here's Coach Bill Jones. Coach Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, Pat. So if you don't know who Coach Jones is, he is the head coach of the Windsor Express, two-time champions. We're going to talk a bit about his career here really quickly. So did you start playing when you were in high school as a youth? or? Yeah, I played uh, in middle school. I started playing basketball when I was in the seventh grade. I guess that was about 12 years old, so played two years uh, in middle school and then went on to play uh, three years in high school and then four years in college and then had an extension extensive professional career uh, playing in the NBA and over in Europe. Yeah, we'll get into that. You played for a lot of a lot of teams and leagues, correct? I'm sorry? You played for a lot of teams and oh, different yeah. leagues, right? Yeah, I did, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, I see that you played in Italy, Australia, France. Can you tell us what it was like to play overseas? Yeah, it was wonderful. I had an opportunity to then play in Australia. That was something that I look at my Wikipedia page and they had that mm-hmm. there, but I wasn't I didn't play there, so oh, okay. I had to get that corrected. Uh, but starting off over in Europe, playing in France, played four seasons there. A uh, great experience for me and my family. Uh, good basketball was an opportunity for me after leaving the NBA to go ahead and make a little money and then be able to, to travel the world. So it was a great experience in, 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 in France, and then I also had an opportunity to play five seasons in Italy. So to be able to play over in Europe was a great experience for me. Yeah, when I seen that, I, I did look up your Wikipedia, obviously the most reliable source on the internet. Um, yeah, I'd seen Italy, and that really stuck out to me, because I'm Italian, so I wanted to ask you about that. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was just a lot of fun and great experience, right? Yeah, great experience. Had an opportunity to play. I uh, loved the food over there, so <laughs> had an opportunity. Uh, Italy at that time was one of the top countries in terms of basketball over in Europe, so I had an opportunity to play there for the five seasons. We're able to win a couple of championships, so it was a great experience for me and my family as well to be able to number one uh, play basketball, continue my career, and then also uh, being able to, to, to tour a great country and uh, experience the great food over in Italy. Yeah, I didn't think that basketball would be that big over there. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, back in my day, we were only allowed to have two Americans on the court. Uh, so, you know, you, you had to be pretty good. You had to be able to, to hold your own over there. Obviously, soccer uh, was the number one sport, but basketball, they had some former players. Uh, Rick Mahorn was able to play over there. Uh, Tony Kukoc played also in Italy. So uh, basketball uh, it was very popular over there when I was there. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, so you, did, you mentioned you played for the NBA. You played for the New Jersey Nets, correct? Yes, I did. Played uh, actually a season and a half there. Was hurt the half season. I uh, was able to to, to reach my uh, childhood dream and being able to play in the NBA. So uh, so so those times uh, uh, when I was growing up as a youngster and, and dreaming uh, of one day playing in the NBA, I had that dream come true for me to be able to play with the New Jersey Nets. That's awesome. Um, who who would, did you play with that? the uh, basketball fans might know. Uh, Playing with Buck Williams. Back in the day, Buck Williams was one of the top 
top ten players in the league. I had an opportunity to play with Joe Barry Carroll, uh, Charles Shackelford, Chris Morris, John Bagley, uh, uh, Mike McGee. Those were some of the big names that were, you know, my teammates. Lester Conner was uh, our starting point guard. So playing with some veterans, some guys that a lot of probably uh, basketball fans don't remember, but I think the name that sticks out uh, probably will be uh, Buck Williams and Joe Barry Carroll because they were, had uh, pretty good careers in the NBA. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, once again on the Wikipedia, it says you played from 85 to 2001. Is that correct? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a long quite the career, very long. Yeah, a long time. I also played uh, uh, in, 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 in the league. Uh, it was called the CBA, but it would be comparable to the NBBL. Uh, it was a league that developed uh, players to be able to play, uh, to be able to get caught up in the NBA. So I had a, uh, a couple seasons in there where I played with the Quad City Thunder. Uh, it was a great opportunity as well. So my basketball... Playing days were were, were, were great. Uh, it gave me the opportunity uh, to be a coach, where I'm able to give back to players through extensive knowledge, and then also being able to develop players, getting them on the court, and making them a better player. So, how did you get into coaching? Uh, you know, basketball and sports has always been in my blood. My brother, my oldest brother, who coached with me uh, this season, uh, as I was playing and getting into coaching, and I was able during the off season to go uh, and watch uh, them uh, in the summers and how they prepare. And, and you, when you're over in Europe, you don't have a lot of time, or you do have a lot of time, excuse me, uh, to try to just watch basketball and get ideas and thoughts together and try to develop a philosophy. So. Uh, with all the time I had over in Europe, I watched a lot of basketball. And then, you know, the being able to see the game, and, and the game came easy to me. So it was a natural trend uh, to be able to transfer into uh, to coaching after my playing days. So you're really able to study the sport while you had all that free time, man? Eh? Exactly. Yeah. Able to, you know, my parents, uh, my father especially, was able to send me a lot of basketball games. Back then, the Pistons were pretty good. And all of the you know, all my college games. So I was able to watch those games uh, during my dead downtime and just was able to just get a good feel of basketball. And that, you know, helped me out from transitioning uh, from playing into coaching. Great. And you are from Detroit, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah, did you coach over there? Or? I did. Uh, I coached minor leagues over there, the ABA, uh, which is a minor league basketball uh, over there, and then also the Premier Basketball League is also a minor league. Uh, so I was able to coach uh, four years in the ABA and two seasons in the uh, PBL uh, before I came over here to the National Basketball League again. And how did you end up with the Windsor Express? Uh, I had an opportunity. Uh, a guy that I went to high school with uh, knew the owner. Uh, uh, the owners, Dardis Willis and Dr. Michael Wood and Joe Coleman, those guys, uh, were looking for a coach. And uh, he threw my name out there and had an opportunity to interview with those guys. Uh, and it went off well. And uh, at the at the time, I was uh, I was in the transportation business. I was a, a manager for a transportation company. And, and to be able to get back in basketball really uh, intrigued me. Uh, a new league, uh, a new team. Uh, seems that the, the owners uh, had the same vision as I did to bring a championship, to, to, to be able to have a championship organization. So it was a no-brainer for me uh, to, to leave that uh, that profession. 
probably quite the transition going from sports to quote unquote the real world. Yeah, you know it was. I mean, you 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 you've played basketball all your life. You've pretty much had your time, and now to be able to have to go walk, work a quote unquote nine to five, mm-hmm. uh, that was a transition as well. But in life, you have to do what you have to do. So it was a good opportunity for me. It gave me an opportunity to to be able to deal with people managing uh, different type of personalities. And then that also helped me uh, when it came back uh, to coaching and then definitely coaching in this league. Yeah, things like that can transition from pretty much anything, you know, like you're saying, from sport to the business world or the workforce. Yes, it is. You know, basketball, you know, it teaches you a lot of life lessons. So it prepares you while you play and then you go and you, and then you go and experience the workforce and then to be able to come back into basketball and kind of put those two uh, uh, two, two professions to work uh, to do anything but help you. Absolutely. And obviously this is a passion of yours. You're, you seem to be very passionate about basketball. Yeah, I am. I mean, like I, like I stated earlier, I'm just a sports fan by nature. I grew up in sports. Uh, my father used to take me to all the baseball games, all the football games. We didn't go to a lot of basketball games because he wasn't a big fan of basketball, uh, which is kind of strange. But, you know, growing up uh, playing baseball and, 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 and watching it and being able to watch football and go to the Lions game, uh, sports is in my blood. And then to be a basketball player and then to be able to have that passion uh, to be able to play, to coach, and just to love sports. I'm just that guy. That's great. I can relate to that because I'm in the same way. My dad used to bring me to all the games and put me in all the stuff, and now I'm interviewing coaches and athletes. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, right? I, mean, I might we not all, be doing it, but... Yeah, we all got a role, right? Exactly. And that's a role, and you know, that's an important role to be able to get out to the masses, uh, what players and coaches think. So uh, we're happy for reporters as well. Absolutely. I think that every coach and athlete has a unique story, so that's why I want to. I wanted to talk to you specifically because I know you had a great story. So, I thank you for coming on here. But we're going to talk a bit about the Express themselves. Okay. You've been with them since the interception, right? Right. I have. You've been the first coach, so you started off with just basically a fresh team and transitioned them into champions. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you mentioned uh, that, earlier. Yeah, that was our dream uh, when when doing my interview process. Uh, kept trying to get my philosophies. Uh, in terms of what I expected uh, from the organization and what the expectations for me uh, from the organization was to bring a championship caliber team, uh, a team that was fun uh, and exciting. Uh, and I think we've done that from day one. Uh, you know, our first year, we were the growing pains. We were able to go uh, to the semifinals of the league, and we lost. And, and, and that was a hard uh, pill for us to swallow, so we came back that following year and was motivated to win a championship, in which we did. Uh, and then that, that third year, uh, we were one, we were actually had the best overall record. And then it was unfortunate the, the circumstances that surrounded Game Seven. But we, we you know we we came back uh, uh, this year and competed. And our job here is just to give fun family entertainment uh, and gather one fan at a time, and that's what we're doing within our organization. And then also me uh, leading the helm as the coach. Absolutely. You guys are doing that. I, I can agree with that. Would you like to comment on the controversy of Game 7 at all? You know, that, that, that's been stated uh, a lot during mm-hmm. this past year, so don't really want to talk about it. It's behind us. We'll, we'll 
was able to accept the punishment uh, rendered to me uh, being suspended, uh, and then they were able to reduce the suspension. It was something that didn't uh, definitely didn't, didn't didn't say the type of person I am. I regretted the actions and just trying to get through with it and, and trying to continue to be here in Windsor and build our organization uh, to keep our culture and keep this going to the championship level. Yeah, that's that's a great mentality to have. There's no way to or no reason to be bitter about it, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you guys have you've accomplished so much in such little time, uh, and now you're coaching with your brother, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, what's it like to be coaching with your brother? You know what? That was special. It was a special year. Uh, number one, to be able to hire him, to be able to take the reins, uh, and he did an outstanding job considering the circumstances. You know, uh, the success that we've had. He's been a 20 year old. 20-year coach uh, in basketball, but never coached at the professional level. So to be able to come in and try to understand uh, the type of players that play at the pro level and, and to being able to have to, to, to step in my footsteps uh, for what we accomplished was pretty tough, but he did a yeoman's job. And then for me to be able to, to get reinstated half the year and then to be able to come together something uh, special. Our parents are not here uh, to, to be Like, again, I can relate to that. Me and my brother have been involved in sports, and we do things together. So I'm sure everyone can relate to that in a way. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be looking into the future of the Winter Express. Uh, unfortunately, you guys didn't make it as far this year, a hard-fought battle with the London Lightning. But uh, what does the future hold? What are future you know, goals for the team? To be able to, to be motivated, to be able to come back and understand we feel short. Uh, to be able to push uh, at work right now, trying to get ourselves better for next year, trying to get us better players. London, you know, they were a better team than we were. Uh, they were the best team in our division, and we had an opportunity, uh, but we didn't, you know, we didn't we didn't take advantage of it, and we didn't hold our own. So uh, what we're doing now is back on the, on the grind, uh, rolling our, sh- our sleeves up, trying to get ourselves back to be uh, one of the top teams in this league and uh, 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 to be able to, to, to represent our, our, our town uh, and our organization in that first-class manner to get back to that championship level. Awesome. Uh, one thing I wanted to comment on, you mentioned earlier, not a lot of people realize that the Windsor Express and the NBL is a professional league. A lot of people, uh, unfortunately, and no, not knocking them, associate it with the Windsor Spitfires because they're kind of like a, a lower level, a minor league. Right. A lot of people right. assume that the NBL is a minor league, but it's actually a professional league, correct? It, it is. It's definitely a professional league. It's the National Basketball League of Canada. It's the pro league here uh, in Canada, uh, just like uh, you know those leagues over in Europe uh, and those leagues uh, in, in the United States, North America. So this is their professional league, and that's what we got to get out there, that these guys are professional basketball players that played in college uh, that's looking for an opportunity to Like, like I work at the arena and all the players are stand up dudes like I don't have a bad word to say about any of them yeah and that's one thing about uh, our culture as well we we definitely try to uh, recruit good kids uh, because we know we're bringing them over to 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 to, to, to an area where uh, the people are nice and they're friendly and we don't do, want to do anything 
in and, 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 and knock on wood, we've been fortunate to not have any issues and the guys have represented themselves, their family, and our organization in a first-class manner, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, because you're hiring the athlete, not just the player, or sorry, you're hiring the, the person, not just the athlete. Oh, exactly. You know, we definitely, you know, got to got to understand what character, uh, what kind of character, you know, that they have because we're bringing them into a, a town of 250,000 people. Uh, the people are good. They're, they're friendly. Uh, and, and there's a great atmosphere here. So we don't want to have any knuckleheads over here doing anything to disrupt that and, and being able to disrupt all the hard work that we put, uh, put in in this community. So the guys are receptive to that and they understand and they go out to the schools and they represent themselves. Like I said before, uh, their family and their organization always in a first-class manner. Yeah, it seems the whole team, all the teams, the league are very sportsmanlike, and that's that's so important in sports. It is, especially when you're trying to develop a new league. You, you don't want uh, the league to be able to have some problems within the community, and then they say, "Oh, I told you so." These guys are nothing but a bunch of this and that. So, uh, all the teams in our league understand that. Understand it is family. Uh, based, uh, community based, uh, and that's what we try to, to instill into the organizations and then also into our players because we do uh, get out to the schools. We go out and we try to get those kids to come out, and then when we get the kids to come out, the family comes out. So uh, that's what we try to do is get those guys and those guys to understand that and let them know that this is a fun family uh, entertainment atmosphere, and that's what we try to promote. I like how you guys do the camps for the kids too, where they come on the court and kind of do like a practice with the team. Oh yeah, that, that's that's special for us. And the kids, uh, I call them kids. Uh, our players really enjoy doing that. They enjoy giving back, and that's something that our organization instills. Is when you've been blessed, you got to be able to give back, and that's what we do. We give it through, uh, you know, our basketball camps. We do it through our outreach. We do it through uh, the little programs and seminars that we have in, within the school. So uh, this organization has patented itself on doing that ever since we've been here, and we'll continue to be able to do that. That's great. You guys visit a lot of schools too, correct? Oh, yeah. We've, yeah, been, to, we've been to so many schools I can't even name uh, <laughs> since we've been here. So we go over and do uh, assemblies at the school, and the players really enjoy it, and our coaching staff uh, and, our, and our organization really get into it because we know uh, that's where our brand is buttered at, and, and we enjoy to do it, and, and the kids enjoy having us uh, come into their school. That's great. Like I, I didn't really realize a lot of this stuff is happening until you see it kind of after the fact. Like I seen the camp going on at the at the arena, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." I didn't didn't realize they were doing this, or you see it on Facebook, and it just it really stands out, you know. Yeah, and, and that's what a lot of people still. Uh, we're still trying to get the word out. A lot of people don't really understand what mm-hmm. we do. Uh, Windsor's not really a basketball city, but you guys have taken nothing and created it into something, which is yeah, yeah, great. We, we, yeah, we've done that. Uh, we want to uh, keep keep uh, the Windsor rights here in, in Windsor instead of having them go across the border uh, to go over and watch the Pistons because we want to put on. Uh, obviously, the, these guys are not uh, not the great NBA players, but they're not far from it. So they they go out there and they play their hearts out and they bust their butt to be able to represent their community. Rightfully so. All right. Well, this is great. Uh, just going to start wrapping things up. Okay. Who who should we look out for on the Express next year? Who's the standout star? You know, it's hard to tell. I mean, because obviously this is a platform for these guys to be able to take what they've done here and to be able to parlay that into a better situation. So we're still 
period right now in between seasons and whatnot. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. I uh, couldn't be more grateful. Is there anything uh, else you want to get across? I just want to thank you, guys, and thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity and the platform to promote the Windsor Express basketball uh, team and organization. And we want to hopefully get uh, a lot of your listeners to come out there and, and watch one game. Uh, we say if you come out and watch one game, we'll have you hooked because you'll enjoy the entertainment and then you'll also enjoy uh, the good basketball that, that takes place out there at the WSU. Absolutely, I can agree with that. And that's what I'm going to try and do with this, I'm going to be promoting all the upcoming games. And if any of the players ever want to come on and, you know, shoot the breeze. All right, man. We'll definitely have our players when they come back in town to be able to, 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 to represent and then to be on your show. Thanks a lot for having me. And there you have it, folks. Coach Bill Jones of the Windsor Express. Couldn't be more grateful for him taking the time to do this interview with me. So now we're going to get into a little bit of local news and upcoming events. First off, the University of Windsor Lancers track and field team has named a new coach in Andy Hahn until he opted out of the position earlier this week uh, due to personal reasons. Uh, There are two candidates currently on the board. The athletic directors still are committed to providing the best experience possible for their athletes, so look forward in the future to more uh, news on this. Uh, Upcoming this Saturday, Border City Boxing is hosting their Boxathon. Uh, an event to raise money for their organization. They're going to be running boxing classes all day from 9 to 4. I believe they're hour and a half increments, like an hour and a half class. Uh, I think there's four throughout the day. $10 drop in. Uh, and then afterwards, there's a barbecue and celebration. It's free uh, to everyone. If you're interested, then just drop in for a class at 1072 Drewlard Road. See their Facebook for more information. Uh, the Windsor Clippers are actually playing the uh, playing London right now as we speak at Forest Glade Arena. They will be playing Point Edward at Forest Glade Arena at 7 p.m. this Saturday. There's only two home games left, folks. I think uh, two home and two on the road. Logan Holmes is looking to break their record, the Clippers' all-time points record. He's 14 points away. So look out for that. He's probably going to break it. Uh, in Offset News, St. Anne's High School has won a gold medal in baseball. Second time in the past three years, so congratulations to them. Um, And in mainstream news, the NHL Finals are going on right now. Um, It was 1-0 San Jose, 2-0 San Jose now, holy. 
I was thinking that Pittsburgh was going to take it today, unfortunately. I want San Jose to win, but not looking good. But according to this, we might have an upset tonight, folks. Lord Stanley is in the house, but I don't know if we'll see him. Um, and on that note, we're going to wrap things up here. Next week, though, I have Windsor Spitfires alumni. He was an instrumental part of the back-to-back wins in 2009-2010 of the OHL Memorial Cup Championships. He now currently plays in the NHL for the New Jersey Devils. He is Adam Henrique. Join me next week at the same time, 8 p.m. on CGM 99.1 FM. Uh, get caught up with Adam. He is a great guy. We have a good little conversation about his career, uh, farming, Letterkenny, and Windsor. Um, so follow me on Twitter at CJAM Sports or like us on Facebook, Wind City Sports. I'm going to leave you with a little track from my friend here in St. Catharines. This is Miscreants Against Dyslexia with Pass the Glass. Peace out, folks.